This week's Raider game against the Washington football team is brought to you by America First Credit Union, the exclusive home of the official Raider debit card. All of the same great features and benefits now with the silver and black. Learn more at AmericaFirst.com slash Raiders. It's time to welcome in UVU men's basketball coach Mark Madsen. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. Smart Rain state-of-the-art smart irrigation controller helps with first-class water management. Visit SmartRain.net to learn how to save 30 to 50% on your commercial property's water costs or call 877-346-3333. Mark, good morning. What's going on, guys? How you doing? We're doing well. Probably not as well as you, given the game that uh, your Wolverines just won. And I'm, I'm curious, once upon a time, your Laker team got a big win and your dancing skills were on full display. Was this a dance-worthy victory, or it's way too early in the season to break that stuff out? <laughs> well, it br- brings back some good memories from L.A., but, but it, it, it's too early to break that out. I, I was proud of our players. <clears throat> I was really proud of our guys. They they, they played a great game. Um, BYU has a tremendous team. BYU is extremely well coached with Coach Pope. But, uh, you, you know, Fardaz had a huge game. You know, about 24 points, 22 rebounds. Um, Justin Harmon came into the game and, and and just really impacted not only the defensive end, but, but offensively. And so I was proud of our players. Um, Lots of work to do, but, but, but for that one night, it was, it was a really good night. It's funny that DJ asked you that question about dancing because as I've watched your team since you've been there these few years, I think probably the most disheartening loss, heartbreaking loss, was at New Mexico State. They threw in a bank shot, I think, at the end there. And then I watched, obviously, the other night, and that's probably your best win. But as I watched you on the sideline, I didn't really notice a lot of difference. You went down the line, shook hands. You had the same expression from the New Mexico State loss versus the BYU win. How important is that to set the tone for I'm sure you got crazier in the locker room, but publicly to set the tone for the team that this is what we expect. Well, you know, when it comes down to it, 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 it was it was absolutely a great win for the program, for the school, um, and, and for the players. Um, conference play is the most important thing for us. Conference play, the, the conference tournament, and, and then hopefully getting that NCAA bid, um, which, you know, has been the goal, really, of every coach at UVU, and it hasn't happened yet, but we're doing everything we can to, to help, you know, to help build to, to get it there. But, you know, that, that New Mexico State lost two years ago, that, that was a tough one because they, they hadn't lost in their building in, t- in 20 years. And, uh, you know, they, they had to throw one off the glass to, to beat us. But, but I think that showed glimpses of, of what was to come for UVU basketball. So you mentioned conference is the most important thing. The conference is, like a lot of conferences, evolving. Um, Cal Baptist, Grand Canyon, Seattle, and Utah Valley – all seven and one. So, yes, everyone talks about the NCAA tournament, and yes, you absolutely want to get there. It, it looks pretty deep across the top of the conference right now. And I didn't mention New Mexico State yet, and they're five and two. It's not like their team looks terrible out of the gate. <laughs> Our conference this year is incredibly tough. You mentioned Cal Baptist. Cal Baptist has a point guard that I coached at a, an event with the NBA, Basketball Without Borders, four years ago when I was in the NBA. And I said to myself, this kid is unbelievable. Well, now he's at Cal Baptist. He turned down multiple Pac-12 offers 
um, to go to Cal Baptist. Now, it helps that his brother was on the team. They're both from Australia. But Cal Baptist has done a great job. Seattle's done a great job. Obviously, New Mexico State, Grand Canyon. And so conference play this year in the WAC is, is going to be extremely competitive. Um, adding in a few teams from Texas as well, which bring a totally different style of play. And so it, it, it's a tremendous conference, um, a lot of opportunities for, for the right team that can get hot at the right time. You mentioned Fardaz and his game. I mean, that's really uh, it's just incredible. But if you look at his stats this season, it's actually a little bit on par for the course. He's just putting up massive numbers. I mean, it's very, very impressive, obviously, and following up on what he did last year. My thought for you, you would know this since you exactly were that. Is he an NBA player? Yes, he is. Yeah, Fardaz is an NBA player. Um, I said it after the game, and, and I, I've told people and, and different <clears throat> different people that have asked me about Fardaz, I believe that Fardaz is the most all-around skilled big man in the country. And what do I mean by that? Well, Fardaz in the BYU game was made two three-pointers. Uh, he was two for four from three. He had 22 rebounds. He, he takes care of the basketball. He, he can post up. He hit a mid-range jumper. So you, here you have a big man that can score it at all three levels, close to the basket, the free-throw line, the three-point shot, and, you know, in the NBA, everyone wants someone that's a, that's a great pick-and-roll defender. Well, Fardaz has developed that. Um, you know, we run NBA schematics and schemes for our pick-and-roll coverage, and he's embraced that. And so he will have done that now for two and a half years here at UVU. And so when he gets to the NBA, it's not going to be anything new for him. We've been working on it. We drill it. He knows exactly the teaching points which will be asked of him in the NBA. So what is the big hurdle for you guys? What do you have to do to get where you want to go and, and be a part of March Madness? I, I think one area that, that we've identified, and, and we've seen some improvement, but we still have to improve more, is, is taking care of the basketball. We want to have games where we have 10 turnovers or less. You know, Early on, we, we, we had some 20 turnover games, and th- that, that's not good for our team because we don't play at that frenetic high level of pace we're really any team you know and and teams have 20 turnovers all the time but when you're playing at a high level for us and our personnel it should be around 10 turnovers a game maybe 10 to 12 have a few nights where it's less than 10 and so that that is a focal point there's been a lot of improvement there and we continue to work towards that A lot of your guys are second chance guys you know they've been other places right we can go down the list and there's several of them how much is it uh, of them, these guys succeeding due to the fact that they just got a chance to play? You know, it's, it's funny in basketball. We go out and we recruit, and, and you'll be in a gym all day. You'll, you'll watch hundreds of players. And <clears throat> there are so many great basketball players out there. Um, there are great basketball players everywhere. My, my coach in Minnesota had a great line. He, he said, hey, if it weren't for second chances – most of us would be out of a job. And, and so sometimes, you know, you go somewhere or, or you start something and it doesn't work out. Um, you know, in basketball, sometimes you go to an initial school and it's, it's not what you thought it was going to be or, or you just want a different change. And so we, we have multiple guys, you know, in our, in our starting lineup, for example, we have uh, one, two, at least three guys off the top of my head that 
have been at other D1 institutions. Um, you know, we have, <clears throat> we have two other guys that have been at JUCOs, tra- transferred in from a JUCO to, to D1. And so the nice thing about it is that when a player comes in from another school, they've, they've been coached well, whether it's a junior college or another D1 school. They've, they already have multiple years of coaching under their belt, and so they come in a little bit more ready. So, Mark, we've had you on the show uh, several times, and I am curious, what do you know now that you didn't know the day you took the job? How have you changed and grown and, and figured stuff out? Well, I, I think the, what I do, the, the biggest thing I've learned is, you know, after every game, win or lose, I watch the tape. And when you watch the tape, you see 100 things that your team did well, and, and you see a bunch of things that, that, that need improvement. You know, basketball is a game of mistakes. If you, if you miss half your shots in basketball, if you shoot, you know, 50% field goal percentage in basketball, you're, you're a really good player. You're a really good player if you can shoot over 50% um, field goal percentage. Meaning, h- half the time, you're not making a shot. And so basketball is a game of mistakes, and it's the same thing on defense. It, there are very few, you know, completely perfect sets of possessions where – the defense is perfect for five or six possessions in a row. And so you, you look at the, the areas that need improvement, and we try to really identify and drill down into those areas of basketball that we can control. You know, an example we talk about a lot is the free throw line box out. We should always be able to control the free throw line box out so that we never give up um, offensive rebounds off of free throws. And we do that with communication, with good technique, with strength training. You, you know, what we have – 15 to 20 areas that are completely controllable in the game of basketball. And we focus so much on improving in those areas. But it, it'll, it'll blow your mind. You know, in the NCAA tournament, people miss free throw line back box outs all the time. All the time. These are the best teams in the country. And so we really try to focus on the fundamentals and, and really drill down into those basic things that we can control and get a little bit better at the next bucket of things that, that are a little bit more difficult to control. You're a well-known guy for your NBA beyond the dance. I mean, you played in the NBA a number of years, and, and Shaq has spoken about you. So I'm watching the game the other night, right, and it's over, and, and you know, I expect the students to storm the floor, and they did all that, and that's great. And then I flick over to ESPN to, to, to get caught up what's going on, and they have a little thing um, about your team, and then they come back a little bit later when they, they have some more film, and everybody loves the, you know, the students run it out on the floor. I'm just wondering, uh, like a little bit of a two-parter, uh, how many guys did you hear from, whether text message or whatever, and then just what does this, does to the, what does this do for the profile of the program? <laughs> well, you know, it was a big win. It was a big win for our program. It was a big win for, for our players. You know, look, we have a few guys that, that transferred over from BYU. And, you know, look, we, we have guys that have left our school to go to BYU and, and really a lot of different schools. And so it was meaningful for our players uh, to get that win. You know, after the game, I probably got 150 text messages just, you know, from friends, coaches, players. And, uh, you know, I'm still kind of responding to all of them. But in terms of, of what it can do for, for a program, for a team, it's, it's big because it shows you that you have the confidence 
to knock off a team that's ranked in the top 25. You know, BYU is absolutely a top 25 team. I think they were ranked 12th at the time, and they, they, they have a tremendous team. They, they have a great coach and a great coaching staff. But, but it was meaningful for, for our players in that sense. And then from a bigger perspective, I, I think it, it, it just continues to show people what's happening at, at UVU as a university. You know, one of the things I've been impressed with at UVU is the academics because I see how hard our players work. I've met a lot of professors. I've been in class with uh, some professors while they teach. And I can tell you this, UVU doesn't take a backseat to anybody in terms of academics. And, and I think that people know that, but I think that each year that passes, the UVU story becomes more and more compelling as a place where students can come and, and just have a tremendous college experience in the classroom, in the community, and just the friends and relationships that they'll, that they'll make and meet. What is your stance on overtime games? Have you had about enough of them, or are you kind of getting comfortable with them now four times in six games? Uh, at least two of those games, we, we could have won a regulation. And so, uh, hey, if we could win a regulation, let's do it. But uh, it was funny, before the game, um, some of the coaches and players were talking, and they said, hey, don't let this game go to overtime, because if it goes to overtime, we're going to go ahead and win it. Um, Blaze Neald at Long Beach State completely took over the game at Long Beach State. He helped us get to overtime, and then in overtime, he played at a high level. Connor Harding versus Pepperdine nailed the last second three um, to send the game to overtime, and then to begin overtime, he, he nails another three. And so we've really had some great player performances um, that, that have helped us in those. The atmosphere was incredible. I'm not sure if you would have beat, say, fill-in-the-blank 12th-ranked team in the country if the atmosphere would have been as good. It would have been just as impressive. But I'm talking about the atmosphere and the attention and all this. To me, this screams that the in-state schools have got to play each other frequently. Play Everybody play each other. Uh, what do you think about that? Because I think that we're, we're here talking about it because it was the in-state game, and the scene was just incredible because there's just more emotion and passion and interest from everybody when our in-state teams play each other. It's, it's so important to have these games, uh, you know, just for the game of basketball, if nothing else. Look, when I first took the job at UVU, I called one of my mentors, Johnny Dawkins, who's um, the head coach at Central Florida. I was an assistant under him at Stanford. And he said, when you t- you're taking over a program as a first-time head coach, the three things that are most important to you are recruiting, staffing, and scheduling. Okay, so recruiting and staffing, that's obvious. Scheduling is something I, I didn't fully grasp uh, before really being in the head coach's chair in college. You know, a college coach is judged on the number of wins they get. And so there's this very nuanced, you know, dance that happens every year when teams try to schedule each other because you look at the other team and you say, how good are they? You, you want to play really good teams, but you don't want to play Duke 10 times because then that's going to hurt your, hurt your uh, win-loss record. But when it's all said and done, there are some things that supersede that. You know, no matter what the rankings show, 
you know, I do think it's extremely important for the state of Utah to have these games because Utah is a basketball state. I mean, in the NBA, you know, a lot of people in Utah love the jazz and there's a passion there. Look, there's a passion for University of Utah sports, for BYU sports, for UVU sports. And so here you have all these passionate fan bases, Utah State. I mean, I, I could go through the whole list. And when we have the in-state games, there's so much emotion. It creates such a great environment that, that we're going to make it a priority to try to schedule as many in-state games in Utah every year that we can. Well, congratulations on the win and congratulations on the start. And you got another in-state game coming up Wednesday, December 8th. This coming Wednesday, you're going to be at SUU, a trip to Cedar City on the way. So we'll, uh, we'll follow how you do all year, Mark, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you later this season. Sounds great. Really appreciate you guys having me on. Have a great day. Mark Madsen, UVU men's basketball coach, after a 7-1 start with four overtime wins. Pepperdine, Long Beach State, Denver, and now BYU. So, piling up the W's. DJ and PK, we're going to talk with Yogi Roth, Pac-12 Network football analyst about Oregon and Utah. They're playing tonight in Vegas. PK's in Vegas, and we'll get to that next. Stay with us.